glory in sickness. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and maliteracy, as we say, the illiteracy of being masculine and to aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful for your presence and we just want to encourage those in our community, males that have to or are facing a lot of sickness in our homes, may have family members, wife, kids, you yourself might be experiencing sickness, some form of ailment to your body could also include mental illness, uh, some form of depression, etc. that you're experiencing at this time. People often underplay the impact of psychological men and mental illnesses. And we want to encourage and big up all the males, the male supporters, people who are leading families who at this time have a family member or you yourself are going through COVID or experienced COVID or some other form of sickness. We want to encourage you at this time not to belittle the sickness, but we can understand that there is an invisible hand at work. Sickness is a form of suffering and suffering by definition is unpleasant hardship. However, we're a Christian or Christian organization, a Christian family here at Family Family, and we believe that the Bible is God's ultimate truth, absolute truth. The Bible is the testimony of God, a supreme being, a deity, who is compassionate and he works to alleviate suffering in humanity. And you can look at Micah 7, 18, Psalm 100, verse 5, Ezra 9, verse 9 in the Bible, where God, there is, there is testimony, there is uh, evidence of God's mercy to alleviate suffering. Micah 7, 18, from my memory, says, Who is a God like unto thee, who pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. And there are various scripture references throughout the Bible where God proves himself as merciful, a God that does not delight in the suffering of humanity, but a God who is actively working to alleviate suffering from humanity. Now, bright people describe Theodicy, a fancy word, as Yahweh's justice. And Yahweh, here we speak to as the creator of the heavens and the earth, the father of Jesus Christ, the being who said, let there be light, and there was light, according to his own testimony in the Bible, that has been written by men. This being Yahweh is just. So this concept of theodicy is that Yahweh is just and fear to allow suffering in the world, even on the righteous. Righteous here really speaks to people who are innocent, people who have no moral wrong that is attached to them. And an ultimate expression of the justice of God was that his own son, Jesus Christ, died. That we see is the ultimate theodicy, the ultimate 
suffering of the righteous that Yahweh allowed and that was a just thing. We see that the, the suffering of Jesus Christ, it says he was bruised for our iniquities. He, he, was, he was basically dismembered physically, biologically for nothing that he did wrong. And he did this, he suffered this for our own or to alleviate the suffering of humanity. The story of Jesus is the story of a man who is also God, fully God, fully man, with full coherence and balance between his godliness and his manliness, his humanness, humanity. And this being, this, this human spiritual being as well, God in, the, in flesh, Jesus Christ, he suffered to alleviate the suffering of humanity. Not that it, it didn't say to eliminate, but to alleviate and to address the suffering of humanity. So the Bible speaks to sickness being placed on him, where spiritual sickness is sin. Sin is a sickness of the spirit that is designed to kill humanity and to remove the humanness, remove the vestige or the remnant of any form of a conscience, any form of right or wrong, and the ability to make choices that please God from a human being. Job is also another classic case of what the bright people call theodicy. And this is a book in the Old Testament, the older writings, the older Hebrew writings in the Bible. Old Testament is generally accepted by the Hebrews as, as, as authentically God speaking to us. Many Hebrews and many persons from other religions don't accept the New Testament. So Job is seen as another classic study of God being righteous, God being fear, God being God being equitable and just to allow the suffering on somebody who seems innocent. He has done nothing wrong. Normally, the thinking is, once someone is suffering, they have done something wrong. God only allows suffering on, on people who are bad. But the scriptures constant, consistently show, leading up to Jesus Christ, that people who are innocent in God's eyes, he actually allows suffering in their lives for a broader purpose. Uh, a, a very influential reggae artist called Bob Marley, Robert Nestor Marley, who he was a great reggae icon from Jamaica. He says in an interview, and he says that if my life is just for me, I don't want it. And he said that in a very, very, very strong way in his own language. So when we look at our lives, we are going through sickness. When we as males are seeing our family members suffering, and we and there might be a young child, it might be uh, somebody who you cannot ascribe anything wrong to them, and you see them in that hospital bed. I mean, on over this weekend, when our family we visited a brother of ours, and um, he's basically on life support at this time. And we basically, you know, we prayed, we think positive thoughts, we read scripture, etc. And it's very easy for us to get sucked into feeling 
a very selfish way about sickness, that this should not be happening to us. There is sickness in this world. There is death in this world. We're all going to die. And we, it is selfish for us at a time when there are so many people that have died from COVID. Uh, people in the military die on a regular basis. People, every day, thousands of people die. And um, babies die in child's birth. People die and they're suffering in this world. And God allows that suffering for a reason. The Bible teaches of humanity being in child's birth and birthing a new race of humans. The Bible does not speak to persons who, who are selfish, people who are self-centered, being in the last version of humanity. There is a version of humanity that humanity is, is birthing and it's almost, I believe, the book of Romans says we're in birth pains. And we are, everybody knows that birth is not a pleasant experience. Whether it is natural birth, whether it is uh, a C-section, either birth is, is, is a traumatic experience. And at the end of the day, I believe the Bible says after the mom goes through that pain, she can look and say, I've birthed a man-child, I've birthed somebody that I am proud of. Similarly, the Bible speaks of humanity going through tremendous pain. That pain is awaiting a set of people called the sons of God. People who are descendants, who have the lineage of God. In them to emerge, to to arise from within humanity, and it is in the 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 rising of this cohort of humans that that the pain is addressed in humanity. We're heading towards a time of no suffering, and um, we're not there yet. We are clearly suffering. You look at your loved ones, you look at your child in a hospital bed, you look at your wife or your wife looking at your husband, there is suffering. We looked at that brother this weekend and there is suffering. We saw the tears of his wife. We saw his children and um, it, it is rough. If your parent who have had to hold your dead child or had to bury your parent or go through any of these traumatic experiences, it is very, very easy to curse God. It is very easy to take that apple and to say, you know what, this is God's fault. And that apple is always very, very present or that fruit is always very present for us to blame God. However, what the Bible teaches is that there is a God who takes no pleasure in death. He takes no pleasure in the suffering of humanity. So this suffering, in the same way Christ suffered on the cross, 
which was for a bigger purpose that was bigger than, if you want to say bigger than his own selfish desire to avoid that suffering. It is said that Christ prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane three times to avoid suffering. Another apostle in the Bible, uh, the apostle Paul, prayed three times to have some kind of thorn in his side, a physic, something that affected his physical suffering, it affected his physical welfare. Three times he prayed and it was not allowed because he would have been too proud without that thorn in his side. Our suffering has a purpose. When you listen to people like Elizabeth um, Elliot, uh, a missionary lady years ago, talk about sufferology, another term from bright people. Our suffering in Christ has a purpose. Once we trust in God, our suffering has a purpose. And it is a very, very bitter pill to take at this time. However, when we look at the story of Lazarus in St. John 11, verse 4, Christ told his men that his good friend Lazarus' sickness wasn't unto death. He got the news that Lazarus was sick when Lazarus was still alive but sick. Christ waits until Lazarus dies. And he, you know, he comes after Lazarus dies. We know the story ends. Lazarus is raised from the dead, but why does why did Christ wait so long? And this is a question I've asked, and many of us have asked. We encourage you to ask this question to God yourself. Why do you wait so long sometimes? Uh, Psalmist, I believe is David, says, God, make haste and hurry up and save me. Sometimes, we have to, my wife says, the process is the miracle. When we go through the process of suffering, a miracle happens. And that miracle is often experienced in our suffering. Lazarus' death and resurrection followed another case in St. John 9 verse 3, where a man's sickness wasn't attached to any people. This man is sick and people say, is people around the man are saying, Somebody must have done something wrong for this man to be sick. Again, similar to Job's friends. When you read the book of Job, Job's friends are saying the same thing. You must have done something wrong while you're sick. And Christ the Messiah says, this man's sickness was not because of anything his parents did, but the sickness provided an opportunity for God's glory. Sickness and death, despite the goriness, despite the pain and the suffering, which is intense, they provide an opportunity to glorify Yahweh's name. Heaven went as far as declaring for her martyrs, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. See Revelations 14.13 Many of these deaths were ultra gory. The death of the martyrs of Christianity ultra-gory deaths. When you read, excuse me, see uh, people like Van Brandt, Martyr's Mirror book, you hear terrible accounts when you read through Hebrews 11, people sawn in half, etc. for the gospel. Um, it, 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 this sickness is the death, the goriness of what people are going through in this world 
it is taking us almost back to Genesis 1 verse 2. But in the middle of this, we encourage those in the hospital, we encourage those in hospices, as Yahweh remains committed to extracting Genesis 1 verse 3 from Genesis 1 verse 2 in humanity. Out of the chaos of sickness and death, suffering, Christ says, let there be light. Let there be light. Yahweh has full information for all of us, all humanity. Although we aren't passively accepting all we experience, we know we can trust the goodness of God beyond our immediate experience. Romans 8.28 tells us that. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those are called according to his purpose. We're never going to belittle the pain that we go through. The Bible is a graphic testimony of God. What he suffered. The suffering that God joins humanity in. Christ himself suffered. Our suffering is not distant to God. Hebrews 4, I believe, 15 says that we have a high priest in Jesus Christ who is not alienated from our suffering. He suffered for every, everything we have gone through. Christ has tasted that. Yet without sin. He understands all that we are facing. The pain that we're going through when I see my brother on that bed with that respirator and when we recall those of us who are parents who have had to hold a dead child who have had to bury a parent who have gone through pain and suffering and pain and suffering is a must for all when we understand that hey we are part of a bigger story Humanity is travailing. We're in a birth pain. And we can abort what God wants to birth in our life by doubting him. That still is not going to get rid of the pain. We're still going to suffer. It makes sense then. If we're going to suffer, if our families are going to suffer, if those around us are going to suffer, let's have a purpose for that suffering. Let us keep trusting in God and let's not waste our suffering.